Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of Calling an Audible, a podcast recorded here at UMC with a focus on local, regional, and national news and sports. My name's Zach Greenberg. I'm a junior on the football team here. I'm with my co-host, Greg Johnson, on the baseball team, uh, Cassidy Klapaki on the softball team, Matt Nelson, also on the baseball team, and Will Cole on the football team. Uh, welcome to our guests today, uh, Matt and Will. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Good morning, y'all. You're doing good. Thank you for having me. Cassidy, how you doing today? Just great. Gregory? It's a peachy morning. So today on Calling an Audible, we're going to first talk about the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, for the playoffs, we have the Thunder leading the Jazz three games to two. Oh, sorry, the Jazz leading the Thunder three games to two. Uh, the Rockets are, beat the Timberwolves four to one in their series. Uh, the Bucks just tied up their series with the Celtics at three last night with a win. Uh, the Raptors are up on the Wizards three to two, and the Cavs are up on the Pacers three to two. Um, so, what do we think about this, these series, uh, Bucks and Celtics? We'll start there since they had a game last night. Will your thoughts? Um, I think well, clearly the Celtics are missing a few key stars on their team, but uh, I think Giannis. Might pull through for the Bucks. So you have the seven seed beating the two seed in this one. Yeah, but we all know it's because of injury, folks. Like it's it's yeah. not it's it's pretty clear. The Celtics would be better so with Kyrie. If, if, so if yeah, if Irving and team. Hayward weren't out, you're gonna think that the Bucks have no chance whatsoever. Oh, no chance. I mean, they would probably take it six, I would say, but not seven and win the series. No, definitely not. Matt. I love the freak. I think they're going to win with or without Kyrie. Doesn't matter. Well, I actually got the privilege of going to w- game one of this series in Boston. And I and uh, I think the the Celtics are going to be able to pull this series out. Uh, Terry Rozier, or as they like to call him in Boston, Scary Terry, has uh, been having quite the playoffs so far. And I, I think they'll be able to pull it out at home in game seven. Greg, you have any thoughts on this series? No, I think you guys all hit it on the button. What I'm really watching right now is the Toronto-Washington series, and I'm just waiting for Toronto to choke on these last two games, just like they have every other year in the playoffs. Now, if that's a shot at me, it's not It's not going to work. Oh, it's pretty personal, not going to lie. I, I, could tell, I could tell by the tone of your voice that it was a personal attack. Timberwolves make the postseason the first time in 14 years. Lose the, Hawk, or lose the Rockets right away, 4-1, to one, and yeah, that is – yeah, uh, even after the wild loss. Hey, well, it, it's okay. The Timberwolves made the postseason for the first time in quite a while. Fourteen years. Fourteen yeah. years. Like so, uh, you guys at least have a little bit to be proud of. No, that was some tough basketball. They they did not play well. They did not get boards. They did not shoot well. I think it was just a tough series overall. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns was not uh, doing much in that series, from what I saw. And what no. about Andrew Wiggins? Dude, he should be traded. I don't even like him on the team, man. That's my Canadian dude. I love Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, that's probably why he's bad at basketball. Dang. Hey, we Ooh, don't yeah, need to get I into went that. There. Steve Nash. Come on, bro. Different, complete, different player. Well, we can now talk about the Cavaliers-Pacers series, which is looking to be one of the best series in the postseason so far. LeBron James had a game-winning three, uh, and it looked a lot like uh, Jordan shot back in the NBA Finals back in the day. What do you guys think about that series? I don't think it's the best series in the NBA. It's basically the Pacers just trying to beat LeBron James and LeBron James beating the Pacers. That's 
But you, you can't say it's not an exciting series after a game like that. Well, sure, it's exciting, but it's not the best series. I mean... King James, baby. King James. <laughs> he is the king. Yeah, he is. He's the current greatest basketball player of all time. But I'm sure we've gotten each other's throats already about who the best one is. Yeah. But again, no, it's basically LeBron James versus all. Yeah, I got a name for the Cavs. I like to call them the Cleveland LeBrons. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what they Will's are. Will's right. He's not wrong. Yeah, and I think um, LeBron's going to kill himself in this series, especially <laughs> right now. He's going about 45 minutes plus per game. He's getting like 40 points per game too, ain't he? Yeah, I mean, he's doing it all. And I don't see him sustaining this. I mean, he is the, probably the greatest athlete in NBA history, but I don't know. I feel like he's going to run out of gas, especially <clears> in the next series. The way I see it, I think, the, I think Cleveland will for sure close out this series, whether it be in – in game six or in game seven, but I have them finally losing to the Raptors next round. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. We've seen what LeBron has done to the Raptors in the past, so I think the same thing. Drake happen. cannot keep up the smack talk. Yeah, Drake Drake can trash talk John Wall all he wants, but uh, LeBron James is a different animal. But uh, moving on, we'll uh, go look at some NHL playoff stuff. Um, the... The first round of the NHL playoffs is completely finished, unlike the NBA. For round two, we have the Capitals playing the Penguins, the Jets playing the Nashville Predators. We have the Vegas Golden Knights, who just routed the San Jose Sharks 7 to nothing last night. And we have the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is looking to be easily the best round of the playoffs. The first round was quite good, but there's a lot of there's a lot of divisional matchups in this second round. They're all divisional matchups, and uh, these these series look to be going long. Greg, uh, what do you first? Let's talk about the Jets and the Predators because the Wild are out of the playoffs. Yeah, because they, they suck. They, no, it's not because they suck. <laughs> Uh, I, Greg, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Greenberg on this one. They, they did not put up a good fight in the first round of the playoffs. That was some tough hockey. And yeah. I wish I so, wish I could go back and find the clip of when I said it'll be a nice five game series for the Jets in the Wild, but we won't we won't go there. We'll just we'll just leave it as I was right. I mean, someone's got to have faith for their team, right? I guess I have faith in my Greenberg. You have faith in the Jets. I, I do. Got, I have faith in the Bruins. So I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think it's sad you're from Minnesota and you like the Bruins. Yeah, I started playing with them in Shell way back in like sixth grade, and I was like, man, I really like this team, and I just started following. They're and my favorite hockey team because I played with them on a video game. Hey, you got to start somewhere. And right? guess what? They never let me down like the Wild do. Like consistently. That's just consistently. Minnesota sports in general, though. That's fair. Yeah, how about them Twinkies? Uh, s- seven-game uh, losing streak. Six-game No, streak? it's seven. Is it seven? Now? It's seven. Yeah, after they lost uh, they lost to the Yankees uh, last night, they the just crack got spanked. Three-run oh, walk-off. Yeah, well. Tough sports today in Minnesota, but, yeah, no, the Wild, they just – when Zach Parise fractures <laughs> his sternum and then Ryan Suter's out for the playoffs and you don't have a top goal scorer and there's no one to lead the offense and – you have a bunch of rookies playing blue line, you're not going to win a playoff series. Yeah, That's just how it is. When your blue line's letting up like 50 shots a game, it's yeah. just not going to happen. Like, I'm pretty sure the Jets outshot the Wild that entire series, like probably 250 to 20. At least. At least. It, it was just a sad performance. And then Dubnik got pulled very last game. and Because they put, what, four goals? They put a four spot on that first period, didn't they? Yeah, four in the first period. I thought it was five. 
No, was five it? attempts. Oh, four in the first period. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's a disappointing effort. I mean, Boudreaux had Kyle Rowell playing the very last game, mm. and he was literally just called it from the AHL like the day before. And I don't know. Another wild fired Chuck Fletcher. So I mean, that's a step in the right direction, in my opinion. But again, it's they're missing a key offensive player. That they don't have anyone to lead the team. They're just a bunch of good guys. I agree. And the, another problem with the Wild is their head coach is Bruce Boudreaux, who's, yeah. he, who has never <laughs> made it out of the first round of the playoffs, at least what it seems like when he's yeah. with the Ducks, with no. the Capitals. Never could make it out the first but round. But the funny part is he had Ovi with the Capitals and did nothing. Right, and they won the President's Trophy a few year, yeah. for a few years. And then when he went to Anaheim, they had Getzlaff the, and Corey Perry, and yeah. still the same result. I, right. I just don't understand he's, his playoffs. He's, he's jinxed, and he can't win in the playoffs. So that's why they need to look elsewhere for a coach. Well, he's got two more years on his contract. and well, Two too many. My thoughts exactly. I'm just glad Fletcher's gone, so one more head to roll. <laughs> but, yeah, moving on to the Capitals and Penguins last night. Capitals had a two-goal lead going into the third, and the Penguins come back and score three and win. Yeah, it's, uh, that's what uh, Capitals hockey has been looking like against the Penguins for the, past, for the sev- past several years. For whatever reason, they just cannot beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. I think it's the most heated rivalry in hockey right now, those two, well, because they, they meet in the playoffs every year. Every year, and the Penguins play so well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sidney Crosby, arguably, he's getting up there to be one of the best of all time, mm-hmm. and the way he plays in the third period is second to none. So he recently took over Mario Lemieux's Stats for most points scored in Penguins postseason history. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I'm pretty sure that's correct. We can't forget that they're the two-time defending yeah. Stanley Cup champions. Pushing for a three-peat. I don't know how they do it. But they're not going to win a three-peat. No, I don't think so. I cannot have that. I can't. I know. I hate I think it'll be. Penguins. I think it'll be Jets-Penguins in the Cup Final. Oh, Jesus. The Jets are way too hot right now to be cooled down. The Jets are too hot? Jets the Vegas Golden Knights haven't lost a game yet, and they just routed San Jose. They did. Swap the Knights are very hot. Zachary. It, they are pretty hot. But seven seven zero. Bring, zero. bring Vegas, a first-year team, up to Winnipeg and have them play in the MTS Center in a playoff series, and they're not winning a game there. I promise you. I'm, I'm going to make a bet right now. If the Golden Knights and the Jets play, it's going to be in five. Five game it's series be in five. with the winner being Golden Knights. Ooh, Zach. That game's that series is going to go to seven. I don't know. Maybe six if you're lucky. Four to one. I guess we'll have to see. Both teams are pretty hot. The Sharks we thought were hot too. They swept swept my my other team, the Ducks, four zero, and they got killed by the by the Knights. So yeah, I didn't watch much of that series, but I was a uh, sitting at Crooks and I was watching the end of the uh, end of Game Four, and I was like. If, if this is what the whole series is like, that is tough. That yeah. is some. Oh, they are having a tough time keeping. Yeah, it was uh, tough. I was I was at Crooks that same night, sitting right across the table from you, yeah, and that's right. I was sitting there shaking my head at the TVs, just enjoying a night out on the town, boys. You have to. I mean, we you have to in Crooks tonight, I suppose. Yeah, you have to. Not wrong. But ESPN ESPN update with NHL telling Brad Marchand to stop licking players. Matt, that's why I'm a Bruins fan. That's all I'm gonna say. That's why I'm a Bruins fan. Like weird fetishes who, like that. Who do you have to tell? Well, how, how do you have to tell a grown man stop licking people? It's because they're having fun. It's because they're winning to the cup. Because Brad Marchand's licking players and got told to stop, they're going to win the cup. Yeah, he's going rover. It's the art of distraction. That's it's freaky. That's my thoughts. Moving on to uh, some NFL news. Uh, Des Bryant, receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, was uh, 
recently released released by his team, and um, a, lo- a lot of teams have shown interest in him, including the Baltimore Ravens, the Green Bay Packers, the Houston Texans. Um, the Ravens actually offered him a contract, a multi-year deal, and he turned that down because he said he wanted to sign a one-year contract and then see where his options take him. Will, I know you've got some thoughts on this. Uh, I do. <laughs> Ooh, let's hear him, buddy. <laughs> uh, Des Bryant has meant so much to the Cowboys in the past few years. Um, he's a phenomenal player. He has had a couple of down years the past couple of years, but, I mean, we can blame that on Dak as well and Jason Garrett. I can go on and on about Jason Garrett, the Cowboys front office, decision-making the past couple of years. Uh, I mean, not bringing back Dez and not having a plan set for what you're going to do when you release Dez, I just have a huge problem with that. And I don't know where they're going to go in the near future, but only time will tell. Right. Do you think, do you think that after releasing Dez, they would have went to the draft last night and picked up a receiver like Calvin Ridley or somebody like that, but... Yeah, and here I am watching the draft last night. We have DJ Moore out of Maryland, top receiver in the draft, sitting on the sitting on the board still. Calvin uh, Ridley from Alabama sitting on the board, and they take a linebacker from Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are thin at linebacker, but you just got rid of. I mean, he has had a couple of down years, but I still think he's a top ten receiver in this league. You get rid of him, and you have two standout receivers sitting in. the sitting on the draft board, and then you're going to take a Boise State linebacker. He's a good player and all, but I just don't see what they're going to do in the future as far as receiver-wise. Now, do you have any thoughts on where you think Des will end up for the 2018 season? Um, I just can't see him in a Packers uniform. I definitely can see him in a Packers uniform. Too bad he said he won't go to the Packers because of the history between the teams. I mean, I would hope so. That seems like common sense to me. Plus, they're trash anyways, so. Nah, First of all, hold off, hold off. We are not trash. We are title town. You are USA. nothing without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're not. I good. agree. I agree. We are nothing without Aaron Rodgers. And that but dude Aaron breaks Rodgers his is no longer hurt for five more weeks of the season. Nah, he's been injured one season in his career for a full season. He'll be fine. He'll be back, and he'll he'll ball at the best level in in the NFL for the next seven years. And then you'll take a good tackle from a linebacker from Minnesota, and then he'll be like, oh, you Good tackle as in clean tackle? Because I don't know what tackle you saw because it wasn't clean. You're just paranoid he's going to break his collarbone in the same spot for like the eighth time in a row. That's not going to happen, but we'll see. I just think Dez needs a stable franchise to go to, and I feel like he can still put up a 1,000-plus yard season with about 10 touchdowns. I could I could honestly see him with the Skins or the Giants, depending on Odell's situation. See, that's another thing. He can't go to a division rival either. He like, said he wants to, though. I know. But he wants to play the Cowboys twice next yeah, year. I really don't want to see that. Because the Giants and the and Eagles you know, don't you have know, the cap space. I think the Redskins do. I don't Cowboys, see old man Alex Smith tucking the ball down the field to him. Though. That's the one thing I don't see. Me either, but the way the Cowboys DBs are looking, he might have a field day on them, too, so... That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's necessarily going to put up the numbers that he used to be able to put up. Um, but I think that if he has the Cowboys at any point during the season next year, he's going to go off on them. Yeah, I just feel like if he plays for anybody other than Jason Garrett, he'll have the season that we all think he could have. So you're putting his his downfall kind of on, on Garrett? Uh, yeah, I think their relationship, they've been feuding the past couple of years, and I don't think they ever really – 
I wouldn't say they got along, but it just wasn't a strong relationship. And of course, Jerry took his boy Jason's side. Jerry owns Jason. <laughs> and he owns that whole franchise, and he makes all the decisions. He's like the LeBron James of for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, and it's pretty clear. He's like the Jackie Moon from Semi-Pro. I like that. <laughs> Minus the on-field, perf- on, yeah, on-field performance, but... Moving on to some uh, local sports updates. Um, UMC uh, softball had uh, some games on Wednesday, and they're going to have some this weekend. Cassidy, uh, tell us a little more. Um, just that softball program is slowly making some strides to become better. Uh, Victoria Bayless hit her first ever home run. As a senior, too. Yeah, only took her 16 years of playing, but she finally did it. Um, and then we have, like Zach said, our last home series this weekend with senior uh, day being on Saturday. So come out and support. And you're a senior, correct? Yes, sir. So you're going to get a nice little nice little plaque? Uh, let's hope so. <laughs> How many seniors do you, guys, do you guys have? Six. And then uh, some, some baseball updates. Uh, Matt, you can update us on baseball. Uh, well, we got uh, we have this weekend against Southwest, and we actually scheduled two more games against uh, non-conference games against Bemidji next Thursday, and then we go to Duluth next uh, Saturday, Sunday, and should be some some highly competing games, and hopefully we can get a couple wins in the season. Uh, who's looking good on the UMC baseball team this year? Hey, you want to touch on that first? That's all you. All right. Um, I mean, James, uh, James. As has had a notable season, he's been hitting pretty well as of late. And obviously, Reed Jelly being uh, the NSIC Player of the Week twice. Yeah, what was he batting this week? Six six one seven or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, he's like somewhere around six hundred, and he's up, up around four fifty for the season. With uh, I think he's at eight home runs now, just absolutely hitting the crap out of the ball. And um, obviously, Anthony Stewart. Uh, fast as lightning. He actually had his first error, which we're working on getting turned over. First career error? For, first career error at UMC. Wow. Because uh, last year he had a gold glove with no errors, and he was looking to get another one this year, but they marked it as an error. But it technically, by definition, was not an error. So Interesting. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, get, hopefully they get taken off. Yeah, hopefully he can get another gold glove. That'd be sweet. Um, so as one of the arguably one of the best defensive players in the country, I would say for Division Two. Do you think there's a chance for either him or Jelly to get any majors looks, either from AA, AAA teams? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, with Anthony being as, I don't know if you, uh, Byron Buxton runs a 6'4", mm-hmm. and I've witnessed uh, Anthony run a 6'3", 9". Like, I've, run, I've seen him run like a 6'3", 5", even at times. Coach clocked him in a 6'3", and made him re- rerun it, because that's like the fastest he's ever seen. So he definitely is going to have some chances. And if he doesn't get drafted, he'll get picked up by an independent ball team for sure. And then, uh, obviously, Zach Seipel getting quite a few professional looks and is definitely probably going to end up getting drafted this year, which is a very high feat for, I think, Cooks and Baseball. Yeah, for, U- for UMC as a school in general, I think that's, that's quite the accomplishment. It's awesome. He's going to do great things. So U- UMC football wrapped up spring ball uh, a couple of days ago. Um, we have Will here. So, Will, do you want to touch on uh, the conclusion of UMC spring ball? I'm sure. We've been uh, kind of compacted in the gym because of weather issues lately, well, for basically most of spring ball. But I think we uh, took advantage of what we could have in that time in the gym. And uh, we had a few, pra- few scrimmages slash practices at uh, UND's indoor facility. And uh, I think we we look good. We made some strides on the field, uh, character-wise. Uh, we got rid of a few people. Uh, Bad influences. Yeah. 
bad influences. <laughs> Good thing and, you guys are teammates. Wow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, I think we're uh, moving step in the right direction. We just got to keep moving forward. Uh, have got to have a strong summer, everyone, and uh, we'll come back in fall ready. So do you guys like your outlook for next year, or what do you think? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I feel like uh, we got some talent on this team. Uh, we just got to come together and put it all together on the field and have a great offseason. So, Will, how did you feel about at the conclusion of the spring game when the referees came over to talk to us and told the defense they had to work on their tackling? Yeah, I was pretty, uh, that was pretty disrespectful. <laughs> Me being on the defense, playing safety and all, uh, I didn't appreciate that comment, but he is right. That is something we do have to improve on. Matt, you have any thoughts on UMC football? I, I see you guys working hard in the weight room all the time, and I I do see you guys getting rid of some negative influences and making some ser- serious strides. And I have a question. Um, over or under two wins next year? Over. I'm not going for that. Yeah. This me and Will's senior year, we, we got to win more than two for sure. Yeah, I can't go out like that. It's my last year. I can't. The way our offense is, the offense is looking a lot better than it has in recent years. A lot more put together. We have a good, good core at running back. Um, so I, I can for sure see us winning a few games. But the one that we, Will and I for sure have marked on the calendar is week 11, the final week of the season at home versus Mary. That's a very winnable game, and that's our senior game. So that's the one we want to go out with. Yeah, on we, top. Yeah, we definitely want to get that one. And it's a it's a few more on there. But we're going to play all 11 games hard to the best of our abilities. And we're going to see. We'll see what happens. Being around the topic of football here, I just wanted to ask Will, what's your thoughts about your boy Josh Rosen saying there's nine mistakes drafted ahead of him? Hey, congrats to my guy, Josh. Uh, we graduated in the same class. I think he landed in a great spot in Arizona. I'm glad he slipped down. I know he felt a little disrespected having all those QBs taken ahead of him, but... He's going to do big things on the next level, I feel like. Did you send him, like, a congrats text at all? Uh, no, nah, I need to, but, yeah, I should do that. But uh, he's going to do great things in Arizona. I feel like that was the best situation for him. Yeah, Rosen uh, had an interview earlier in the week, and he was talking about how he's been kind of, like, underrated his whole life and feels like he's been passed on for in, in favor of other people. And he said that uh, the NFL is going to be no different, that anybody who's picked before him, will come and go and he'll still be standing so was it was he like that in high school as well yeah he definitely played with a chip on the shoulder in high school too uh we had a great team in high school but he was uh he wasn't even the number one qb in the nation i think it was a a guy named ricky towns uh he like ended up going to alabama faded off the radar and uh now he's what the fourth qb taken and uh yeah i think he's gonna play with a chip on the shoulder and prove that that was the wrong idea. Speaking of quarterbacks, what is your guys uh, as the UMC football team's quarterback situation? Uh, my guy, Jeremy Newman, I think he's going to take over, and uh, I think he's going to play great. He's, he had a good spring. Uh, he's going to have a great offseason. Jeremy Newman, who's been a member of this member of our group and uh, personality on this podcast, he couldn't be with us today as he had to do some work in the library. But, uh, yeah, Jeremy was looking good in the spring. Uh, so was Reyes. It'll be a good battle come fall. and um, But we'll see who pulls it out. Uh, back to some more, some more draft thoughts. Uh, was it, you, I'm going to interject here on this one. Go ahead. Baker Mayfield going number one overall. Good or bad? Why? Will? 
I love Baker, and uh, he's a great football player. But we all know where QBs go. <laughs> well, when QBs go, where to QBs Cleveland. go to die. Yeah, and that'd that be the land, right? That is the Cleveland Browns, and uh, I hope that turns around for him. But I don't see it happen. I feel like something's gonna go bad, and it's just gonna not be a good idea for him, situ- a situation for him. Matt, you look like you're amped up about this. What's your thoughts? I personally, I'm stoked. Um, I think, um, barring injury, as long as he stays healthy, I think that he could turn the organization around. I think he's going to be everything that Johnny Manziel wasn't. And I love how cocky, but yet still reserved and calm he is. See, Johnny Manziel was still kind of pretty flashy in college and was all, all about it. But Baker Mayfield was to a point, and he kept it under control, and he made sure that people yeah, knew that he was dominant. A big partier like Johnny Manziel was. He doesn't have as much off field distractions. And playing in Cleveland, I think, will be good for him as he won't be able to, I guess, have as many distractions as he would in a city like L.A. or in a city like New York. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I think like, you hit it around the head, he doesn't have any off-the-field issues. And I think that going into the NFL, going into Cleveland, he's not going to have that off-the-field issue if he doesn't already have it coming in. But Browns, Super Bowl, three years. Three years you give Calling him? Calling it. Wow. I'd wow. love to, I'd love to make a bet with you on that. Yeah. One. Yeah, we Except can make our second bet of the day after that. I don't I don't know. I put my hat down on anything that not happening. But Stephen A Smith projection. <laughs> if you could have a conversation with him about that and he doesn't call you crazy, I mean, I might, you might come out on top on that one. Uh, moving on to uh, some college basketball. The Commission on College Basketball recommended an end to the one and done rule. Um, and there would be potential lifetime bans for rule breakers and changes to the relationship between the NCAA and apparel companies. Do you guys have any thoughts on the one-and-done rule in college basketball and uh, where this rule you, you see this rule maybe going? Uh, we watched Marvin Bagley play this year, and I think we can all come to a conclusion that he didn't belong in the NCAA this year. He should have been in the league playing with the greatest in the world because I feel like that's where he belonged. You think he would have started an NBA team this year? Um, if he would have went, I mean, where would he have went if he was the number one or two pick? I feel like he would have started and played a huge role on that team. I feel like he was ready from as soon as he graduated early from Sierra Canyon. Yeah. And you got Zion Williamson coming through. He's about to go to Duke, and it doesn't seem like he really needs the NCAA either. No, definitely. I think we're going to in the near future, very near future, that's going to be done. And uh, I think players are going to start going straight from high school to at least the G League. Well, I, I personally did a feasibility report on this rule, and I I proposed to the NBA to make a two-or-none rule, and – a lot of other people are talking about a two or none rule where players would have to go to, if they declared that they wanted to go to college and sign with the team, they would have to attend college for at least two years, or they could go one year in college, one year elsewhere before being eligible for the NBA draft, or they could elect to go right out of high school and not choose to go the college route at all. So that would be my proposal for the league, and we'll see what happens in the future. I see this being changed at some point. It's just a matter of what it gets changed to. So this is a wrap for season one of Calling an Audible. We will be back in the fall, Zach and I, and we will look to have a bunch of special guests. Many on more here. guests to come, but yep. uh, we will have to take a break for summer. So yeah, to regroup our thoughts and to wait for more for more sports stories to come out. Yeah, 
see what uh how the summer goes for most NFL teams and mm-hmm. we can start off with projections for how we think Baker Mayfield and the land's gonna do. PG to LA. <laughs> and with the NBA huge offseason coming up. Maybe Kawhi Leonard will even We'll have a lot to talk about with baseball come August Yep, as well. Because that'll be farther along the season, so it'll be nearing postseason play. And we able to highlight previews for UMC football, UMC volleyball, and UMC soccer. So, Yep, we look to continue building this podcast, and we hope to get some more support, and we cannot wait for the next season. So signing off for Zach, Will, Matt, Cassidy, and I, and Jeremy, who is not present with us right now. I'm Greg Johnson, and we're going to see you guys next season. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.